Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 381 for Tuesday, what is it, the 6th of January 2015. I feel like I should be wearing a spaceman suit now that it's 2015. Maybe I watched too much, uh, too many future movies in uh, the 1980s, uh, but uh, didn't quite go down the way that they had planned, did it? Welcome to the show. Nice to see you uh, tonight. We're going to pick up where we left off in our series about uh, creating a PHP photo gallery. We're going to learn how to, in fact, load the images directly from the folder structure without having to manually create the array. So you want to stick around for that. We're going to be learning some exciting and interesting ways to work with the PHP programming language uh, to develop a photo gallery. Sasha Dermatis over in the newsroom. Hiya. Hello. Hi, Robbie. And speaking of 2015... Here's what's coming up in the future and in the Category5.tv newsroom. A government block on more than 30 high-profile websites has caused anger across India. Apple is facing a sizable lawsuit because iOS 8 eats up too much memory on its devices. While it may sound a little silly, there's an understandable reason behind it and it involves Apple's fees for adding more storage through iCloud. Netflix moves to thwart out-of-country access. Illegal downloaders beware, you may get a shock in 2015. And the first incarnation of Intel Security's take on Password Box has been unveiled at CES and it uses facial recognition to load your passwords for you. And in great news, Sony is bringing the Walkman back, but it's only going to appeal to rich audiophiles. Stick around, the full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV, starring Sasha Dermatis. Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. My name is Robbie Ferguson. I am Sasha Dermatis. Sasha Dermatis, how are you? I am fabulous. Is this an exciting day? Very exciting day. Very happy to be Canadian today. If anybody watches the World Juniors Hockey Tournament, you happen to know that I was celebrating last night on our amazing victory, well, nail-bitingly close victory against Russia. Sorry, Russian viewers. But you got silver. That's good. Silver is good. Anyway, yeah. So red and white today. I did did white. Yeah. (laughs) She did red. I did red. How's that? Did I do that well? You did very well. Good. It's like I know something about sports. <laughs> you do. You do. Not really. You know that sometimes um, soccer is called football. What's soccer? But um, <laughs> I watch a lot of BBC, folks. Never heard of soccer. <laughs> well, today, and on that note. Yeah, today's also an exciting day because uh, we've been working toward, now it's 2015, as you know, New Year's resolution is 1280 by 720. And uh, we've been working on developing new programming on Category 5 TV. Um, want to tell them a little bit about what, uh, what you've been up to today? Okay, a little bit. Um, <laughs> so today I came into the studio early um, with a bundle of nerves because we recorded the first, or I recorded, with Robbie's help, my first episode of Try It, Buy It, which is launching soon. Exciting. Yeah, product review show. Uh, also, my new show, I, as crazy as it sounds, but I'm kind of pleased about it. It's called Nature Sounds of Ontario, Canada. And uh, one of my hobbies has always been to record nature sounds. And I've never had an, an avenue of sharing that. It's not something that I could really do with Category 5 Technology TV. But as a secondary show, you can actually now... Uh, listen to nature sounds through Category 5 TV. It's provided by our service. 
It's on our servers and it comes through on our channels. <laughs> but that's, there's an opportunity for you to check out something new. Right now, you can head on over to Nature. Dot category 5.tv first episode is up it's a one hour video uh, or audio I should say it's not really technically video it's right. soundscapes but uh, the first one is uh, late night rainfall in the city and it's just a beautiful soundscape of uh, an ebb and flow of a rainfall nice yeah Wow, so, uh, and it was in the city of Barrie. Then. It was the city of Barrie, yeah. We just <laughs> had this amazing rainfall, and I've got good equipment to record, and uh, it's something that I've been doing for quite some time but never shared. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube. Uh, as you know, new YouTube channels, we've really got to boost up uh, the views and the subscribers and stuff in order to uh, gain in popularity out the gate. Um, but that's one thing that we're doing. So try it, buy it. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. Uh, nature, uh, nature sounds, which of Ontario, sounds like Canada. nap time. Like you would put that on and you would just kick back and you'd I, relax. Well, yeah, definitely, right? <laughs> you could do that. But uh, <laughs> I like it when I'm programming or doing yeah. something where I really need to focus. It uh, is nice to have rather than lyrical music, which I find distracting. Something right. where it's just sounds, uh, be it rain or a thunderstorm or something like that, can be really good for the focus. You know what? I'm excited about what is it the next one you do who Which knows one? who knows you'll do nature sounds this oh, time. the next nature sound yeah yeah well you just have to one. wait till episode two <laughs> it's just gonna get bigger and better I know with more rain it'll be snowstorm in Canada <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this Listen is the closely. sound of 47 centimeters of snow <laughs> gently accumulating on my driveway <laughs> 47 centimeters more like inches it is crazy out there and it's freezing. <sighs> All right. We made it here, though. At least I'm okay. in front of a brick wall and not am- amongst a bunch of snowy trees at the moment. This is true. This is true. You're yep. going to be back there in just a few minutes, so mm-hmm. hang tight. All right, folks. Well, are you ready? Head on over to cat fi- uh, demo.cat5.tv slash 019. Hello to the chat room. You've got you've got access. I've to the got chat. like this a real. Great. You've got is, like a, a computer. So this is what I usually chat on, as you yeah. see me in the news desk doing this. I love all the pictures that we get of her on a Tuesday night because she looks so rude. I'm just like, oh, const- what about? It's like this we're on show? the air, and every picture she's like. I know. Meanwhile, she's chatting with. I'm the actually chat room. chatting, that's, that's and it's cool, difficult on this little keyboard because even though I have tiny thumbs, they're monster on the screen. Um. <laughs> You need a special dialing I wand. Know, exactly. <laughs> um, but this is a real live keyboard and big screen. So weird, I eh? now I'll just be rude, not paying attention at all to what Robbie's saying. <laughs> She's regressed as far as technology goes. It's a laptop. I'm like, what thumbnails? Forget Where? PHP? What? No, it's oh. a laptop. <laughs> so hey to the chat room. Hello to all of our new viewers. If you're new here, check out our website, category5.tv. Lots of great stuff over there. In fact, 381 hours of back episodes. So check that out, category5.tv. Also, you can go over to newsroom.category5.tv if you'd like to check out Sasha Dermatis's the category5.tv newsroom segment. That's available at newsroom.category5.tv. All right. I'm going to load up my FTP application here, FileZilla. We're going to get doing some PHP tonight because I know Sasha's just... I am to learn this stuff. I am really wishing I already knew it. I wish that we were in the Matrix and I was Neo and I could just you know, remember that scene where he just learns. I don't know, it's like judo or something. Just like I'm downloaded sure. into his downloaded to his brain. brain. Yep, that's what I would like to. I would like to know PHP and that other one. That other one. <laughs> 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 There's the T-shirt, folks. There's the quote for the for the night. Sasha Dermatis. I'd like to learn PHP. And that other one. I don't want it. <laughs> I might get it wrong, so I don't want to say it. Okay. Is it HTML? No. H- HTML, yeah. Yeah, that was That's right. old school. There we go. I know mm-hmm. that one. And there's another one. What are you C- thinking? Something. JavaScript? JavaScript. C++? 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 Sharp? C- <laughs> are you getting into Bash now? Look at her. She's doing Bash and the other one. I've, all, I've got the lingo. I know she's what got, I'm doing. She, uh, no idea what she's just naming things that she's heard on the show. Cheese, self-smarted. <laughs> Filezilla. <laughs> oh, this is what boy. happens when I have fifteen cups of coffee. Yeah, it's good coffee though. All right. <laughs> so you'll rem- remember on episodes three seventy four and three seventy five, 
we talked about creating a photo gallery. We had to create the array ourselves, but we have all the images there. I'm going to bring it up on our screen here so that you can see where we got to, but that's at demo.cat5.tv slash 019. Let's look at this. Now, uh, I haven't looked at this for, for some time, too, because this is going back to, you know, last year. Right, So you'll see that what we had to do is we had to create this array manually, which is all fine and good. But what happens when you've got a, you know, a, a folder with thousands, thousands and billions of photos? It's just going to become a, a bit nightmarish as Tedious. far as having to add those. You know, how do you do that mm -hmm. when you've got to create that big of an array? So instead, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to actually generate this array automatically using the images found in these folders. Now, this is going to be kind of interesting because the structure of our folders have, you know, we've got the images folder and we've got the episode number. How interesting is that? But you'll notice that we have a very specific formula to how we name our images on our content distribution network. So episode 364 has 200.jpg, 320.jpg, a bunch of screenshots. 75.jpg and 854.jpg plus master.jpg. So what these are is 854 pixels width, 75 pixels width, 320 pixels width, and 200 pixels width. Now the reason that we uh, that our system creates images in that way uh, is so that when you load the pages, it's screaming fast because when you look at a list that has 300 episodes of Category 5 TV and it's loading a bunch of 1280 by 720 thumbnails, that's going to take forever. It's going to be dreadful on a cell phone. So instead, we shrink it down to 200 pixel width images, and we super compress them and remove all the EXIF headers and all that stuff. Make it super screaming fast. So you see that that 200 image is only 9K, whereas the master image originally was 752K. Uh, so it's a pretty substantial reduction in the size of the actual, you know, the file size there. But what I want to point out to you is that we have this consistency. If I go to folder 365, 366, you'll notice the only thing that's really changing is the file size. Because our the, the way that we name the files is identical all across the board. So I need to reiterate that because as we're not creating arrays, we need to be able to, in our instance, create um, a, a new way of loading those images. So we're going to know okay, we want to use the 200.jpg as the thumbnail or possibly the 320.jpg, but we want to use the master.jpg or possibly the 854.jpg, keeping in mind 854 pixels width. So that's a reasonably large size uh, for screen display. Um, so that may be the one that we want to show in a light box, for example. So let's get started. Let's go back to our script. And what I'm actually going to do for you, because we do this so that you can follow along, I'm going to create a new file called 381.php. That's the episode number tonight. And then I'm going to replace that one. So now there's a file called 381.php. And when we are done tonight, I'm going to rename that as .txt so that you can actually load that in your browser and see the, uh, you can actually read the text and, and follow along how, how we were able to accomplish what we're doing tonight. Okay, so I can close out of 375.php. Okay, so we're going to start with, okay, we know that our photos array contains thumb and master. Now, these ones contain title as well. We're not going to be able to do that by loading from a directory structure because we simply don't have anywhere to pull that data from. So for us, we're just going to be working with thumb and master. So that's what we need to remember. Our array, essentially, if I were to write it out, is going to look like this. Photos, zero, thumb, or thumb, if we're working in PHP, equals you know 320.jpg. And dollar sign photos, zero, master. We don't really... We don't even really need to go quite that far because we know that the files are always going to be called master.jpg and 320.jpg. But that just gives you an idea of what this is in fact creating 
and we can replicate that. So what we need to do first is we need to actually understand a couple of different commands or functions of PHP. One of them is called opendir, and opendir is a function that is included with PHP, and it allows you to open a directory handler so that you can use other functions like readdir in order to get the directory contents of a folder within the server's hard drive. So that's how we're going to do it. We're going to use opendir to create the actual um, the, the directory object, if you will, and then we're going to load the file contents from that. Sounds okay. kind of complex. Sounds it's, complex. It's not really all that hard to grasp once we, once we really get into it. But we do have to create the directory handler. So first things first we know that we're going to be working with the images folder. So let's make a new string, and we're going to call this uh, folder. And we're going to call it uh, images. We'll use the trailing slash. Why don't we? Okay. So now we need to open that directory. Was that sigh like a, like, you, <laughs> what was that? Well, the sigh is how overwhelming I find this. And then the chat room said, well, it's up to me to slow you down. And then I realize yes. that... I have no clue how, like, behind I am on whether or not this is actually that overwhelming. But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know whether or not I'm just extra slow. Everything that I'm doing is entirely fake. I'm just putting this out here just to see if you catch on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody who's following along is like, it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm just typing nonsense. No. Um, it's no. little things. But, no, okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying. It's, it's not nonsense. The things are actually going to do really cool things. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. But, um, no, it's not, this, this, isn't what you, this isn't something that you necessarily have to implement. You wouldn't, and so you don't... Right. But you wouldn't start with this if you were learning PHP. No, you'd start you with would part one. You would not start with... This is part seven. Right. <laughs> Which is why I feel like I'm just jumping into the deep end. Sure. Because yeah. all of a sudden I've started paying attention. Oh, PHP <laughs> and now I'm like oh I should have really been paying attention through episodes 1 through 6 of this right right Oopsie. okay well okay. fact so. is one of the things that we're learning here and I try to stress this through the course of the show because if you're watching and you think like Sasha well, what on earth are we doing here what does it mean how does how does this affect my life right right truth is we're not just learning who cares about loading the directory contents of our thumbnails for our show. Right. I have other ways to do that. We've already got the infrastructure to do it. I don't need this. This is silly stuff. And we, who cares? What we're learning is we're learning the fundamentals of workflow. Right. When it comes to PHP development. We're learning how does PHP interact with HTML. Right. right? How does it interact with the file system on the server? for example, understanding that your browser is loading from a remote location. So what is a folder tree on your browser is completely different from what is a folder tree on PHP, which is server side. So it sees the entire hard drive, for example, as opposed oh, okay. to um, your browser, which is limited to the base directory of so, the site itself. So PHP is a language. Yes. And you can have different languages on your actual computer. You can do... Klingon. For example. <laughs> That's not what I mean. <laughs> right, but you don't have to just know one and just do things in the one language. One language? No, they, no. they work together. Right. Right? So, because your browser interprets HTML, CSS, JavaScript, say, okay. for example. So these are client-side languages. How can I, how can I break it down? It it's sounds dumb and confusing. So, yeah, and I, I mean, I just want to be able to relate sure so I don't you would know like a you would you ha would you have to know then if you wanted to be sort of well-rounded would you need to learn more than just php like i would oh, need yeah. to know this but what need, else what would be the know... package i would need to look up the episodes that you have oh, uh, sure. in which well do a quick what. search for um beginner to intermediate php Mm -hmm. on our website that's a good good starting point uh, we also did a web development series which talks about some of the the fundamentals there uh, cat5.tv slash web dev jot that down you're going to need that web dev web dev cat5.tv slash web dev and um, 
I guess what it boils down to, uh, just to understand the the relationship between the different languages, if you will, mm-hmm. is when when I'm on my computer and I bring up a web browser, mm-hmm. I'm seeing the interpreted data. So it's translated to a language now that my screen can display for me. Right. But somewhere behind the scenes, something has to take place to create that output. Okay. So that's where PHP, being a server-side language, comes in because it can do fancier things under the hood and then spew out the HTML, which is basically what your browser sees. Okay. So when you look at a picture, you're looking at... What what the think PHP it, has rather than a picture? Let's okay. look at it. Think of a painting. Okay. So when if I wanted to see a painting around the world, I could scan it and send it to you. Okay. But what the developer or the painter has done is actually sat down with a canvas and created the oh, okay. original. Right. But it stems from the ability to create. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a really firm analogy, but. To, to understand yeah. that you, you can't just it just uh, the output the final product doesn't come into existence right without the steps to create that final product which would be the server side the PHP develop like the program creates the output okay I get I get it okay I am like thoroughly interested in learning this. Okay. It feels like a lot. Oh, this lot. is good. Uh, um, <laughs> because what we'll do is, you know, we'll think about this. And if you have questions for us too, email live at category5.tv. And I'd love to back up a little bit. Maybe we'll take a show and we'll just say, okay, look, let's understand strings, arrays, variables, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, you know, the basic stuff. Maybe not objects, but just really basic, basic PHP and HTML right. structure so that you can see how that And I'm talking basic. Works. Like, sure. I see dollar sign. I know it's not really talking it's about... It's a string. It's a string. Or an okay. array. So I've assigned something to the memory of the computer. The oh, okay. So, and then we can output it. So when it starts here with doc type HTML, this is HTML output. So this is what oh, the browser okay. actually interprets. But then here it's saying output the title string. So if I have in memory dollar sign title which is the string called title so that might be sasha's website right it will actually put that as the title because in php it's being told output that to the html tag title got it all right so all right so that these are two different languages speaking one to another this is html this is php all right well that answered my question from before and whether or not i would need to know just one or more I would there, definitely yeah. need to know more need than know one. The, There's the more brow- than one the right there. The browser end, the, the yeah. client side, as well as the server side. Awesome. You don't necessarily, if you're programming for uh, to create something to run on a server without output to a browser, you can do it You know, like Bash. You don't necessarily have to know any kind of front-end output language. But you, for this, for web, you definitely need to know HTML. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. okay. Sorry for interrupting. No, this is good. This is good. So all that we've established so far in 20 minutes is that dollar sign folder is images. <laughs> but thank you for that. <laughs> so it's a, you know, it's strength. Slow it down, based, you know? Yeah. All right. So that's all we know. You'll have to come and back for episode next eight. Next week. <laughs> that's kind of what it's boiling down to. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So now what I want to do is I want to open, I mentioned opener, right? So I want to actually open the directory as a handler so that, uh, so that I can work with the content of that folder. We've said we're going to kind of s- crawl through the folder and, and see what it contains right. and then create our array based on that. So if I go, uh, okay, we're going to use if statements all the way through because uh, that way it only happens if it works, right? It's not going to ca- spew out a bunch of an- uh, errors. So we're going to create the handle here, and we're going to go opener dollar sign folder. There we go. So if that works, let's just go exit works. Okay. I'm going to save that, upload it. Let's jump into our browser, and I'm going to actually jump back to demo.cat5.tv slash 019, and we're going to click on 381.php. And you'll see 381.php says works. So it has effectively been able to create the handle for that directory, which is assigned by 
dollar sign folder in PHP, which we know is images slash. Okay, so it's just opened that folder. Well, now we need to actually do something with it. Well, what is it? It's just a handler. It doesn't actually really do anything for us. But let's actually read the directory contents, which is read dir in PHP. So we're going to do a little bit of a loop here, and that's going to be a while loop. So the way while works is they say while this happens, keep doing it. So if, if uh, rather than if, we're going while something is true, keep doing this loop. Okay. Until it's done. And then when it becomes false, then the loop ends and you're good to go. So what are we going to do? We're going to go while uh, false is... And so that kind of means while false is not equal to... Watch what I'm doing here. I'm going to mm-hmm. explain this so that you understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a couple of things going on here. I, I strongly encourage you to get a uh, an editor that see how it highlights my matching bracket. So I know right. I'm missing a bracket there, and I hit it, and now I've got the right bracket. So, okay, what is happening? Here's my loop. While right. false is not equal to... Now, that sounds weird to say it, but really it's the same as saying while this is not equal to false. Right. While right. this is true. While this is true, we're going to keep going through this loop. So what is going to be true? Dollar sign entry equals Redirect. reader, read the directory Redirect. of Redirect. our handle, which is reading the contents of okay. images, which we know is going to be a list of numbers because in that images folder, it's 364, 365, 366. Correct. Right? Okay. So... While that is true, so what we're doing is we're doing two things. We're saying while it's not false that reader handle is happening. Right. So if it's file, 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 no more files, now it's false. Right. right? But what we're also doing is we're saying dollar sign entry equals that file. So we're assigning a string to that. So I would need an editor. Text editor. A text editor. Mm-hmm. And is there one specifically that you use that you recommend? Uh, Genie is great. Genie? Uh, right okay. now, tonight, we're using Pluma, which is G-Edit. Um, I'm just on Mate. Okay. So okay. That's Pluma. And that would work. It would, it would pick up something that I had done wrong as far as, like, brackets and... It doesn't do syntax like, checking okay. um, so much, but if you open something, it helps me to see that I haven't closed it because there's no matching bracket for it. It okay. helps you to do a couple of other things. Um, Genie is much more sophisticated than Pluma or G-Edit because it's more like an IDE. There are tons of different options out there. Um, you know, Even Notepad Plus on Windows or something like that would do for you. It's just basic text editing. That wasn't just my question. I have yeah. to let you know. It was the chat room. <laughs> sure. Okay, so now see how I've opened and closed the while statement with okay. these braces here, okay? Okay. So we're, we're within two statements. If we've opened the directory and while reading the directory, so basically while there's a file in dollar sign entry. So if here I say um, echo dollar sign entry dot and then a carriage return because I'm going to make a list here. So if I echo that out, what should happen here is I'm going to get a list of all those numbers. There we go. See that? There's my directories. Started with dot, then mm-hmm. dot, dot, and then 369, 373, 364, 372, right? Right. So that's dollar sign entry being assigned each time. So I know each time through that list that there is actually a file in that folder, 372, called master.jpg. So if I go into slash images slash master.jpg there's a picture nice so we know that that's true okay so Sasha we are going to have to take a quick break but this is Category 5 Technology TV you'll find our website at www.category5.tv bring it in on me my friend uh, Sasha's going to switch over to the newsroom here. You can check out the newsroom segment at newsroom.category5.tv. Find out uh, what is current in the world of tech news and everything that's going on in the world around us. 
newsroom.category5.tv. Off to the Category5.tv newsroom, here is Sasha Dermatis. It's Tuesday, January 6, 2015, and here are the stories we're covering this week. Internet users in India are having trouble reaching several high-profile sites blocked by their government. Apple is facing a lawsuit for not telling users about the amount of memory required by its flagship operating system. Netflix is trying hard to prevent its users from using VPN technology to access out-of-country content. Illegal downloaders in Canada may get a shock in 2015. Intel is working towards eliminating passwords by using your face to log you onto your favorite sites. And Sony's new Walkman brings incredible sound along with an incredible price tag. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Introducing Belltone First, a revolutionary new hearing aid. So small you can hardly see it. So comfortable you can hardly feel it. For the first time ever, you can control hearing aids directly from your iPhone. Pick up the phone, listen to music, and use your hearing aids like wireless headphones. Hear everything that matters. Try Belltone first. For a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. India's Department of Telecoms ordered the blocking of the sites in order to prevent the publicizing of jihadi activities. After considerable pressure, four of the sites, Weebly, Vimeo, Daily Motion, and GitHub, were unblocked. Officials said the other sites would have their blocks lifted if they complied with the law of the land. The Indian Ministry for Communication and Information Technology said in a statement, It was stated that anti-national groups are using social media for mentoring Indian youth to join the jihadi activities. It went on to say that the primary concern was that users posting material on the sites did not require authentication and that identities could easily be hidden. The four websites that have been unblocked were said to have worked within the Indian government to address concerns, although it's unclear what changes, if any, have been made. Some users were reporting that they were still unable to reach apparently unblocked sites. Pranish Prakash from the India-based Center for Internet and Society said any intelligent person can see that these sites don't incite terrorism. Yes. So, Robbie. Yeah. That's a a whole security sort of mess you know that they're what, in. You know what happens is that you get a site like YouTube, you get a site like uh, Vimeo, and some content providers who are creating content on those platforms may upload something that is, you know, anti-government or, or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and, and the problem is you get Twitter, you get Facebook and all these services where the, the poor innocent other users who are not posting those kinds of things, if the government decides to block them, and this is, you know, notoriously great firewall of China, where constantly services are being blocked on account of certain users, uh, th- mentioning on, the, the, on this list in India... Mm-hmm. Uh, Vimeo, for mm-hmm. example. So Vimeo is one of the services that we use in order to distribute our show on the Roku platform. So if you use Roku in India and they block Vimeo, well, all of a sudden, Category 5 Technology TV is no longer available to you. How does that work? How is that fair? There's nothing about this show that mm-hmm. would result in um, being blocked. There are clearly other and better ways that they could be going about this, like blocking individuals that are cre- feeding yeah. into that as opposed to the entire program itself. You know, Sasha, I think the, the problem there is that we get lazy, right? Mm-hmm. And fact is governments don't have time to nitpick through a service like Twitter and find the Twitter usernames that are causing dissension and block those Twitter usernames only to have those users pop up as different users again. And that's exactly what would happen on Vimeo, on YouTube, on any of these services. They're just going to pop up as new random usernames. So the easy way out is to block the entire service, but it's entirely unfair to the users of those services as well as the content providers who are legitimately providing exceptional content. <laughs> right? Right. Right. Thank you. Yeah. 
Apple is facing a lawsuit for not telling users about the amount of memory required by its flagship operating system. Hmm. The legal complaint revolves around the iOS 8 and the amount of memory it reserves to itself on iPods, iPhones, and iPads. The complaint alleges that it takes so much space, so much more space than advertised, um, and there's far less left for people to store their own data. Apple has yet to issue any official comment on the lawsuit. The complaint has been filed in California by Miami residents Paul Orshan and Christopher Indera, who say that iOS 8 can occupy up to 23.1% of the memory available on some Apple devices. In addition, hmm. upgrading devices from the earlier iOS 7 to 8 can cause people to lose up to 1.3 gigabytes of memory, said the papers filed in support of the legal action. The amount of memory taken up by iOS 8 can mean users run out of storage and, the pair allege, this is helping Apple force people to sign up for its fee-based iCloud storage system. The lawsuit is seeking millions of dollars in damages for those using Apple devices facing the storage squeeze. Hmm. So, How do I get some of that cashola's? I know. I just, you made me look, and this, this is a brand new device, and... We're talking capacity is 27.4 gigabytes. Available is 26.1. This is brand new. We've only used it for one demonstration on the show. Not sure if, if you can see that. In, there you go. 26.1. So 1.3 gigabytes of space used for the, just really the operating system version 8.1.2. This some way reminds me of Facebook's, you know, you have to download this app. Yeah. You have to download that app. But it makes sense, though. Okay, so Apple is now, you you know, maybe, 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 I mean, we see bloatware over the course of Microsoft Windows and even Linux, where software is upgraded so many times over the course of its lifespan that suddenly it becomes, you know, there, there are things left in the operating system from three previous mm-hmm. versions ago, and so it becomes bloated. Um, so maybe that happens, but I know, like, when, when I'm purchasing any device, of course, you're looking now and... and you know, 32 gig is the smallest, really, that you can get. They have a 16 gig, but it's impossible to, to find, and nobody... <laughs> You'd you barely would, get the operating system on barely, that. You'd yeah. just get the operating system. You'd no have no room, room for, for anything. anything else. Yeah. But then it makes sense that they would then push you to upgrade to their online storage service, which has been compromised in the past. Oh, Apple. Oh, Apple. And now Netflix. What now? <laughs> Actually, Netflix has taken new steps to make it more difficult for users to access the video streaming service outside of their home countries, which is a violation of their terms of service. Oh, is it then? It is. Netflix says there's nothing new about their strategy, and it maintains that it's okay for subscribers to use virtual private networks as long as they can be verified as accessing the service within the country that they're authorized for. In other words, if you're in Canada, you can't use a VPN to access Netflix in the United States, which I, I don't have Netflix and I would like it, but I have heard that the U.S. Netflix is much better than the Canadian one. <laughs> Adam's over there nodding and saying, yeah, it's so much better. Ex- so I would like to get my hands on that illegal U.S. Netflix. Well, now, okay, so okay, it's illegal. All right, but how do these services keep popping up and legitimate? You know, they seem legitimate and they are available to you to use. I think what it boils down to, though, is licensing, mm-hmm. right? Like we think, well, is Netflix US better? It has other programming. Why is that? Why can I not get certain programs on Netflix Canada that I can get on Netflix US, or vice versa? How frustrating would it be to live so close to the border? Oh, no. Oh, and be stuck. I mean, we're only a three-hour drive from the border. In three hours, I could drive over there and get better Netflix. <laughs> better. But better is relative, though. I don't, better, I don't like to use that term because it's just different. But what is different about it is the licensing. It's the, it's the copyright holders who say, you cannot broadcast this program outside of the United States of America. So if I, as, as Netflix, am creating the service and adding shows, I am not allowed to broadcast this to Canada. So if that's the case, if Canadians are using VPNs, I'm actually giving service. But what happened to the ideology of a World Wide Web? Like, something has to Mm -hmm. be done, Sasha. Something has to be done. (laughs) 
Netflix spokesperson Cliff Edwards said that there has been no change to Netflix's VPN policy. An update to Netflix's Android app in the fall included a hard-coded link to Google's DNS servers. As a result, users accessing Netflix through DNS systems that fake their locations found themselves unable to access Netflix without reconfiguring their routers. Netflix has increasingly been trying to obtain worldwide distribution rights to content, such as its deal with Warner Brothers for the first season of Gotham, which kicks in after the Batman original series finishes its broadcast run on Fox in the U.S. So, there we go. Mm. Here's some bad news for Canada. Good news with the gold. Bad news because Canadians accustomed to illegally downloading copyrighted materials without facing consequences could be in for a shock this year. The final piece of the Federal Copyright Modernization Act took effect on Thursday, requiring internet service providers and website hosting companies to relay letters from copyright holders to customers associated with the IP address where the illegal downloading is alleged to have occurred. While the notices themselves don't carry any immediate legal ramifications, they serve as a warning that a copyright holder has noticed illegal downloading activity at the user's IP address and could decide to sue. The law does not include a stipulation that the consumer must stop downloading any of the material or removing it from the website for which it may have been posted, but it does allow a copyright holder to sue individuals. Lawsuits could seek up to $5,000 for downloading copyrighted material for personal use and 20000 for downloads that led to commercial gain. While the cost of litigation and the relatively small return could discourage copyright holders from suing, internet lawyer Alan Mendelson says it could be worth, more worthwhile to sue a large number, number of people at once. The hope as the new rule comes into effect is that receiving such a letter would compel the customer to stop downloading copyrighted material. I can say if I got a letter in the mail that said we've noticed that, not that I do (laughs) download copyrighted material, but if it said that I was illegally downloading it and they noticed and sent me a letter in the mail, I'd be like... How did they know? <laughs> like oh, they I, know. Because I oh, feel like people, know. yeah, people feel like they're like working under the cover of darkness or something. You're being <laughs> watched. <laughs> yeah, that little piece of electrical tape over the webcam doesn't actually stop the ISP from knowing what you're doing on the internet. Yeah. Not at all. It's just the connect. You get the letter in the mail and then you know you could be in big trouble. Intel has developed TrueKey, a new app that True uses... TrueKey? TrueKey. TrueKey. It sounds so cute. <laughs> TrueKey. It's a new app that uses facial recognition to gain access to websites and devices. Intel's TrueKey was introduced on the weekend at CES and is the hybrid of their efforts after recently purchasing PasswordBox. The app is previewing this month with Windows computers and Android phones with facial recognition capabilities, but not on Apple devices. TrueKey will solely serve as a password manager for the iPhone and iPad, with facial recognition to be added when the app launches to the general public this year. Once downloading the app, users are prompted to register and take a photo of their face with a smartphone camera or webcam. The app will then open websites based on the user's face instead of having to enter a password. Intel's Securities Vice President Mark Hawking said the company's end goal is to eliminate passwords altogether. He said the app won't eliminate the need for passwords, but it will make it easier over time. It will be a long time before passwords are gone. Like PasswordBox, TrueKey will operate on a freemium model, enabling you to use the app for up to 15 websites. Users will have to pay $20 a year to use the app for more. Robbie, can I say that this scares me? (laughs) I want (laughs) to see this thing work. I want to see it not work for people who look like me. That's true. I was thinking that. What if I I have a twin? Like Uh, an identical twin? Well, Colleen, who was here... Colleen, who was here last week, is my my sister. She has an identical twin sister, Beth. Now, Beth is not her evil twin. (laughs) They're both amazing people. However, she may want to do an April Fool's joke or something. Exactly. Tweet on her behalf. Like, I'm fine with not typing in a password because my face is recognized. I'm not okay with somebody that looks like me 
doing like a Nicholas Cage was it Nicholas Cage face off or something where they switched faces. I don't want somebody taking oh, yes. over my stuff because they have the same face. Yeah. <laughs> so. And where does it? I just wonder how accurate that can be. I'd love to test it because that's really the only way with something like this you can tell. I remember when the facial recognition um, unlock features came out on some of the Samsung phones and stuff. You could hold up a picture of somebody and unlock their phone. What's and so more, that's scary. Actually, what's more is what if all of your security is dependent on this and you get punched in the face and all of a sudden oh. you have a broken nose and your face is no longer your own. I just want to get on to Facebook. <laughs> Not my fault that I got punched in the face. <laughs> or walked into, you know, like, and I don't know, <laughs> broke something. <laughs> Absolutely. What would happen then? I guess there would have to be, there would still be a master password, I suppose, that you'd have to be able to unlock your account. There's, uh, it's got to be, this is, this is the two, this is the second factor. It has this to can't be. be just the way. Oh, I have questions. <laughs> I, so many questions, so little answers. All right. For anybody like me, born in the 80s, you'll remember the Walkman. Sony is trying to make the Walkman cool again. The company unveiled its Walkman NWZX2 high-definition music player this week at the 2015 International Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. While the device is getting a modern makeover, it no long it is no longer the low-cost music player of the past. The new 128-gigabyte Walkman comes with a... $1,119.99 price tag. Before we go on, Sasha, I think we should probably say for all the kids that are watching, uh, that cool-looking thing on the left there is actually the old one and would store, what, about 60 minutes worth of music at the very most on a cassette? On a is cassette that, right? that you would flip halfway through. That you would have to turn over? <laughs> yes. And if you wanted to find your spot, you had to like skim over and then turn it over and try to find it. And Good luck. <laughs> I liked it though. I, I, did I, too. I, I don't know. <laughs> what a, a it's all in our a huge world, change and it's a big price tag. It may seem like a hefty price for a music player when many of us stream music on smartphones. However, Sony is promising a first class experience that will appeal to audiophiles. I didn't even know there was such a thing. It's like the super tasters of the ear world. Do you Google it? No, well, no, I didn't Google. I should have Googled it. I'm just, I'm making up what it is. I feel like it's the oh, yeah. what Gordon Ramsay is to taste. Oh. Audiophiles are to. They're like, the hearing. snobs of audio. The snobs of audio. Oh yes, I use my LPs, but I because feel they like, sound truer. Yeah, your <laughs> your ears will already have been tainted by the old music. So how will you even know? Yeah, you've already like bled your eardrums from like putting things up too loud. Anyhow. The new Walkman can reproduce master quality recordings just as the artists originally intended, said the company in a news release. It also packs plenty of power, giving users up to 60 hours of MP3 listening time and as many as 33 hours of high-resolution playback, all from a single charge. The Walkman is not yet available for pre-orders, but Sony said it expects the device will be in customers' hands sometime during spring 2015. So, coming soon. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the Category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thanks, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. You'll find our website online at www.category5.tv. Yes, Welcome. Back. Welcome. <laughs> Had to walk <gasps> so far from that snowscape. Wow, it's nice and warm in here. <laughs> yeah. Can we uh, can we pan to your right, Adam? Just because I know that some people have said, what does the studio look like in relation, you know, for Sasha versus uh, Robbie over on the desk? Um, so that's basically where Sasha sits for the uh, the chroma key uh, backdrop, and uh, and here we are over here. So we're actually when we're talking, we're we're chatting to each other. It's not that distant. So right. It's a pretty cool space. But uh, this is Studio D. Welcome. We're going to take Hello. them on a tour pretty soon, aren't we? Yes, we are. That's oh, I almost totally forgot about that. You did the tour of Studio... How could you forget? You did the tour of Studio C. I'm doing it again. Which we closed down, and here we are in Studio D. It's going to be a lot of fun to take you through, show you all the uh, nooks and crannies of this cool spot. So, 
Welcome to Anthony, too, who's joining us live tonight uh, in the studio audience. Nice to see you. Hi, Anthony. Uh, from froggy.ca. Check them out. Um, and certainly, uh, if you need an alarm, uh, any kind of security system for your business mm-hmm. or home, uh, make sure you check out froggy.ca. Uh, they're based out of Newmarket, Ontario. Uh, good friends of the show. So thanks for being here. Okay. So let's pick it up where we left off. What shall we? We might as well. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, so we were at... What we're doing tonight is uh, we're getting PHP to look through the directory. We know that we're able to pull dollar sign entry, right? And that is the show number. And how are we getting that? Well, because in images, the show number is the folder name. So we know now through that that we could say... Okay, so dollar sign... Um, well, we're going to create, let's create our actual array because we're short on time and we want to do this. So equals array. Notice what I'm doing here. I'm doing exactly what I've done up here, but we're going to do this dynamically now. Thumb. What are we going to do? <laughs> Check this out. Are we going to go images 367, 320.jpg? No. We're going to go dollar sign folder mm-hmm. dot has a trailing slash notice dollar sign folder okay yes so we're gonna okay so that is basically like saying images slash okay, okay. now where do we get the 367 from it is dollar sign entry mm-hmm. okay which is created right here then we know that the file is called 320.jpg but 367 does not have a trailing slash so slash uh, 320.jpg. Okay. okay. So that is our thumb. Then, comma, master, same thing, folder dot uh, dollar sign entry slash master.jpg. See how I've done that dynamically now? Mm-hmm. So there's something interesting that's going to happen here if I, I'm going to print R this and exit. we're going to comment out our original from the past episodes here because these no longer are needed. Okay. So now dollar sign photos is going to be 100% dynamically created by what we've created tonight. So let's upload that. And I want to show you what's going to be odd here with the dot and the dot dot. See up there? Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's detecting those as folder entries. So if I look at the output here, now we've got one called images dot 320.jpg images dot dot 320.jpg and then the real ones actually start taking place see that okay so then our array looks good so what do we need we need a little if statement here that is going to say okay let's do it right before we assign dollar sign photos so if dollar sign entry is not equal to dot and dollar sign entry. Notice there's two ampersands there for and. Right. Okay. Dollar sign entry is not equal to dot dot. dot. Ha ha. I got that. Right. And then I close the bracket. (laughs) Now I do this. So this assignment is only going to occur if dollar sign entry is not dot and is not dot dot. Those are the only two that we don't want. Right. So now upload that. Refresh my array here and you'll notice that my array now looks perfectly created as if I had done it manually but it's actually notice that they're all there not just the first four which mm-hmm. I had manually done before so now if I refresh that page remove the print R and the exit there we are refresh oh I clicked haha <laughs> there you go so our full gallery is complete w- by just simply loading the folder tree and those two images from within the folder tree so each one clickable from episodes 374 and 375 and you can click through you can s- scan through like this mm-hmm. and there you have it again go to demo.cat5.tv slash 019 when you go to that folder you'll see a directory list and 381.txt will be what we actually achieved tonight so that you'll know exactly how we were able to do that this is Category 5 Technology TV. Thank you for joining us tonight. Nice to see you. Nice yeah. to, yeah. Nice to be here today. I, I will say, um, 
I have started really kind of understanding what you're saying. That's good. Good, good. <laughs> that's good. Three years that's on the great. show. Here I am. That's, that's good. Well, let's <laughs> no, this start. is really, I think I'm really actually getting it. Cool. So between you and also all of the help on the chat room, yeah, they are chat also incredible. Fabulous, aren't they? Yes. Nice to see everybody. Thank you, everybody. Everybody. Uh, Agamotto wants to know why don't why do you use ampersands and why? Well, I I use short code a lot of times um, because it's quicker to type, and it's okay. So there are other ways to sure. You don't have to do the ampersand. Look at how I echo things, right? Right. Short code. Now okay. there, there are two different ways to do. Now I could go PHP echo dollar sign description if I could type and talk, but you know what I mean semicolon close. I could do it that way, but no, oh, okay. why, why not use the short code and just Right. HP echo. Short code. Right? So there's a lot of times when I when I use short code specifically because it's quicker, easier. Right. Uses it takes less time and I'm lickety split typing, right? So, so if Egomo- I'm not typing, if I'm not talking. Egomoto isn't wrong in saying no, why use the no, other No, there things, are alternative right? ways to do pretty much everything. Okay. Right? So. Because Jot was asking why doesn't Robbie say if what is that? Something if entry if dollar sign entry doesn't start with dot, uh, well, because we know that it is equal to. So okay. I, um, so what he's saying is, well, what if the and, and and I guess truthfully, there could be a folder that starts with a dot, mm-hmm. right? A hidden folder in Linux would be dot three six seven. Okay. So the folder could still exist, but we know because we created that folder structure. That, that was the first thing I talked about. We know mm-hmm. these are the episode numbers. Each one contains these files. It's identical across the board. So if you didn't know that, you might want to do what Jot said. If it was just a jumble of files, yeah, then you might instead maybe add some intelligence and say, let's just load all JPEG files. Okay. Right? So if the extension, the last three characters or last four characters are not JPG or JPEG, then don't do it. But right. only do it for those files. Gotcha. So there's a, there are a few different ways, but this gets us started as far as how to how to get it done. In that particular case, we're just avoiding the dot and the dot dot from the directory tree. Right. I can't believe how quick time this flies by. Time. But do we have any real quick uh, comments, questions that we can hit? There is a question that I wanted to ask you, and it involved this. Who was it from? Now. Okay, we'll, we'll give her time to figure it out. chat room. Thank you for <laughs> your interaction tonight. Whiskey Zero, it's nice to see you. Uh, Mr. N. Hey, yeah. JWMP5051 as well. Uh, also, GWG, DJ Quad, and, and nice to see um, some viewers who have not been um, able to be here uh, for quite some time. Toby, uh, for example, was wondering what, uh, what IRC client he could use to get into the chat room. Oh. Um, you, you, he uses an, uh, an Android phone. You use an there Android phone. There we go. Yes. To, you use an Android phone to I get do. into the chat room. So I do. What, what is it that you use? I use... Interested I think it's and chat. Let's just... And chat? Yes. Let's just open it. It's called and chat. So it looks like... She's showing me. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's what, that's what it looks like opened. Can you see that? I know my screen. screen I know. I'm, I, for... My battery dies really fast, <laughs> so I've so lowered it. Chat, A-N-D. A-N-D, chat, C-H-A-T. There you go. And it Good looks one. like a um, number sign, the actual icon itself, oh, when cool. you're downloading it from Google Play. Cool. There so, you go, Toby. You I hope go. to see you in the chat room. It's uh, been a while, um, and we certainly miss you when, uh, when you're not around. And that goes for all of our viewers who uh, have or have not been able to tune in um, live and interact with the show. We do have a live chat room throughout the week, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, the hosts of the show tend to come and go, but there are always um, people in there, viewers and, and you know, people conversing. Feel free to lurk. Feel free to join us there and, uh, and check in throughout the course of the week. I will say at the beginning of the the episode, I was not myself in the chat room. I was Hillary. Oh, were you? I was. Did you fix it? Yes. 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 <laughs> Slash Nick. Way to go. Because <laughs> you've been using that for so long. Exactly. I had She's no clue how. I had the opposite question. We hardly question. ever get you on the desk now. Yeah, the opposite question. So the last question, I was like, how do I use the chat room on a real computer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
Thanks, Chapman, for helping her out. All right. I don't think we have any time for any questions, to be honest. Well, th- thank you for sending them in. And, and you know, the mailbag is, is very full and continuing to grow. Um, I think, you know, what happens then if that happens and if, if a couple weeks go by and we're unable to get to questions? Uh, we do bank them. We do uh, mm-hmm. basically queue them for you. And then we do a viewer question extravaganza and then do our best to get through as many of those as we possibly can. That's got to so be coming up soon. I have a feeling that's going to happen for those of you who are waiting for an answer to your question. Uh, cool news too just really really fast we're out of time shirts premium shirts ordered from shop.category5.tv the box has arrived yes it's about it happened it happened Uh, it's uh, those premium shirts we've got to meet a minimum order for the run and we uh, we finally stepped out got the order placed Uh, Christmas was uh, a mad time for the manufacturer but they did get them printed for us and they are ready they're going out Um, so we're just organizing the orders and getting those out to you this week so thank you so much for your patience if you're one of the folks that uh, was good enough to support us by purchasing a premium uh, shirt thank you very much that's all the time that we have well it's a great week next week Kelsey will be here and uh, I hope you'll be here too be here Have a great night and week. (laughs) Yep. Have a good night. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.